0: Greetings, everyone. Welcome. My name is Andy Neal and you're listening to The Hiker Podcast. is up there hikers my name is andy and you of course are listening to the podcast that gets to know the hikers behind the trekking poles that's right the podcast that that tries to demystify hiking in the outdoors the podcast that asks hikers and outdoors people how has hiking changed them and how are they changing the world around them that's right you're listening to the hiker podcast hiker podcast is brought to you by so many people and organizations thank you all so much quick shout out to our sponsors first of all the Patreons. Patreon's a great way to support the show and you get a little bit of a, a reward for doing it. You can go to uh, hikerpodcast.com to find out how to become a Patreon. But I gotta shout them out real quick: Deb, Tommy, Jacob, Wren, Danielle L, Daniel, Cade, Danielle C, Mike, Stephanie, Alistair, Renee, Annette, Ava, Maggie, Elizabeth, Jennifer, Matthew, and Ali. Thank you so much for supporting the Hiker Podcast on Patreon. Also, I cannot express how grateful I am to Kanak Outdoors. That's Kanak, not Seenock. Not knock, it's knock, C N O C. I uh, had a great chance this last week at PCT Days to meet in person for the first time the crew at Knock, um, not just talk to them online or on a podcast and meet them. And it was an amazing time. I did get to be at PCT Days for a few hours this last week. I was just was stoked to be there, meet so many of you, uh, so many people who have been on the show. Like there were six guests who have been on this show who I never had a chance to meet before. And I was so stoked to meet him. Only got to be there for a few hours. I was just passing through. But anyways, big thank you to Kanaka Outdoors for sponsoring this show, this podcast. If you would like 10% off a trekking pole or set of trekking poles, use the promo code HIKERPODCAST uh, when you buy your trekking poles and uh, just uh, find the Kanak link in the description of this episode. Also, CS Instant Coffee, the best instant coffee on the trail and we have a winner for the first winner for the year supply of CS instant coffee. Uh, If you purchased CS instant coffee in the last six weeks or so, you were entered into a drawing to uh, win coffee. So super stoked. Um, if you had not had a chance to win, you have another month for the second drawing. So just go to the link in the description of this episode. Uh, buy some coffee. Use the promo code HIKERPODCAST and you'll be entered to win a year supply, which is one like packet a month of six, six things of coffee uh, for the next year. Our first winner is Ryan Ferguson. Ryan, we'll be reaching out to you, myself and uh, those at CS Instant Coffee to get you set up with your free year of cs instinct coffee thank you so much and like i said before if you want to uh still win uh we are going through another month and we'll be announcing it the second to last week of september so just buy some cs instant coffee make sure your name address is all correct and all that fun stuff and you're automatically wintered entered to win that's right a year supply of see assistant coffee but you have to put in the promo code hiker podcast when you do it otherwise you're not entered so yeah go in buy the coffee use the promo code hiker podcast and then you're entered to win so super excited also super excited about this week's guest we have the one the only the magnificent the wonderful drew halsey on the show you may be like saying i i know who he is he's not a hiker. Well, he hikes, but many of you know, Drew from Instagram, the climber, the amazing, just I, I've had, I've had some amazing conversations with him as you're about to listen. Uh, Drew's from Tennessee and he is an advocate for outdoors and climbing and that climbing is for everybody and everybody. And um, it's an amazing thing. And he's actually kind of encouraged me to maybe try out climbing I'm still super nervous like am I gonna break the wall I don't know anyways uh, we have a great conversation about the outdoor industry and what's going on the outdoor industry um, with with uh, plus size and bigger people and uh, it's just a great conversation about the mental health benefits of being in the outdoors and so um, without any further ado my conversation with climber and advocate I will say Drew Halsey So, I know this is the Hiker Podcast. I know that y'all expect to have hikers on here, but our next guest, uh, once he was featured on Unlikely Hikers, I discovered him. Uh, I didn't discover him. I mean, I discovered who he was, but I just I had to have him on the show. An amazing story, an amazing person. Drew Holsey is on the show. He is a climber who is breaking the the mold of what it means to be a climber. Drew, how are you doing today? I'm all all right how are you andy i'm doing great i am so excited to have you i know it's been kind of weird trying to get you on the show my schedule crazy stuff going on yeah, okay, yeah that's no problem thank you so much for coming on so drew before we get into your story just tell us a little bit about who you are and and uh where, where you come from
1: yeah i'm a. my name is drew halsey i'm a climber out of tennessee uh, i kind of in the um suburbs of nashville um originally from alabama i grew up in tuscaloosa alabama um kind of known for where the university of alabama is and that's where i also graduated college um i have a social work degree so i'm a full-time social worker as well it's pretty much weekend climber um so yeah that's uh i've been doing that i've been climbing for about two years um two and a half getting there um we i started because i watched um free solo like a lot of us did and i was kind of inspired to Try the sport. It was a kind of a brand new thing for for me to see. um I kind of knew, you know, I knew about Everest and those kind of adventure. Read a couple of books about Everest, but I never never thought of it for myself. I thought that was just from the more adventurous type. And then I saw free solo, and that really opened my eyes to this sport. And so I went to a gym, tried it tried it out. Um, me and my wife did, and fell in love and um i didn't really know if i could do this sport if like the ropes would hold because i am a, a bigger guy or like um it was a gear hold so i just went and tested it for myself and asked a lot of questions and here i am so
0: so you come from Alabama, Roll Tide, I guess is what they're supposed to say. Roll Tide, I, for
1: sure. I, yeah.
0: I, had a, I had a roommate from Alabama who went to Alabama years ago. So yep. I, used, I used to tease them about um, um, I, I do uh, Aggies or the Tennessee Volunteers and mess them a lot. I really have – well, I do have a – I do have a, a, a duck in the fight, let's just say, but that's not here <laughs> nor there. <laughs> We're not yeah. better over here in Oregon, not at all. Um, yep. At least you're not Auburn. That's all I got to say.
1: At least I'm not Auburn. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never be Auburn.
0: (laughs) Oh, good. So um, before you started getting into climbing, what was your experience in the outdoors, being in Alabama, being in Tennessee, being in the South? What what experience did you have just being in the outdoors and your exposure to that?
1: Uh, Yeah, so I went went fishing a lot growing up with my dad. Um, That's kind of always the thing we would do in the summers mainly, Um, go out in our boat and fish and i never camped a lot i only i remember one camping trip when i was probably seven years old i think that was the only time we ever went um so not a lot of camping a good bit of fishing um when the boat would crank that kind of thing (laughs) um and that was kind of my early start in the outdoors i didn't really always had the desire to do it um i read read a lot of books read a lot of like read a couple of books about through hiking and stuff in my early 20s. And I just never pulled the trigger, um, on it. Just out of needing to finish school or, um, just fear, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> doing those big, um, big through hikes. Um, uh, I, I, it was always in me to do it. And I, just, I also never had a partner to do that stuff with. So it really helped when I got married to my wife, uh, Sarah and, we started doing things together and talking about maybe we should go camp. And we got a tent for our wedding, like a wedding gift and ended up using it. And it all kind of hit the same time I started climbing is when I really started thinking I could do this for myself. Like I could venture outdoors. And um, now it's become like, especially in the fall and spring and winter, it's like a weekend thing for me to be out about. But it was never a, oh, it was an option for, it was an option, but I just never pulled the trigger on it because I was just too nervous or whatever. And then climbing yeah. came about just like a whole different thing. That's like a, that's a, that's way different than just hiking. That's like, I don't know. It It's, it's a, it's a different, it's a different, more niche kind of sport than, mm-hmm. say, going out and camping or, doing a backpacking trip
0: so you you discover the outdoors you you get married you get tent. you start to do a little bit of hiking a little bit of camping
1: mm-hmm. what
0: were some of the just immediate things you began to notice in your own life as you began to get out into the outdoors and and spend time you know unplugged in a way
1: um yeah the first big trip we took was mammoth cave national park in kentucky um and that was our first camping trip, and that really showed me how like awesome and grandiose nature could be, because um, it's the world's, or I think it's like either the world's biggest cave system or something. But I remember walking into that cave, and it just like took my breath away, just because how awesome it was and like, huge it was. Um, I remember like I teared up a little bit because I was just like, this is crazy though. Like, this has just kind of always been here. <laughs> um, And then, you know, I fell in love with going to the mountains of Tennessee out in the Great Smokies and really seeing those views and going out to North Carolina and um seeing being on Blue Ridge Parkway and stuff. It just kinda it was a gradual kind of intro to to the world, but I find when I'm outdoors I tend to like I breathe better, I feel better. Um I'm not checking phones as much or not um worrying about the news as much I just kind of am myself out there I'm not getting influenced by anything else other than what's around me
0: very cool so you get in the outdoors begin to see this change and then climbing happens and uh, as a big guy myself scares the crap out of me (laughs) I I look at climbing gym I, I I go to climbing gym I look at that I'm like uh can that harness hold me can that be oh, can, yeah. can those clips hold me <laughs> what was your kind of just reaction from other people and some of the fears you had getting into climbing because it's something I, i've wanted to do and i've seen i've been inspired by you and a lot of other 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 plus size outdoor people like they're doing this and they're uh-huh. having success at it but i'm like i'm really big <laughs> so
1: yes yes yes
0: so how yeah. how was that for you
1: yeah, so it was it was a lot of experimenting at the at the start of it. <laughs> um uh I, I Googled a lot, didn't receive any answers. Like I said, I went to the gym just I asked I went to the gym and asked them will these ropes hold me. They're like, Yeah, they hold like thousands of pounds, they will be fine. I was like, Okay, that's a good that's why I started with ropes first before I did bouldering. Um is the safety it felt safer. Um and yeah, I had to find, I had to find a harness that fit. There was like one or two out there, so that was something I faced. Um, I found it. I still wear that same harness. Um, and then, um, like, when I started wanting to maybe attempt to go outdoors, and and leave the gym and climb outside, that was a huge step. That was a, a lot more learning than anything was. Man, I gotta like figure out what this gear does i got to build anchors it it's hard it's it's kind of overwhelming if you don't have a mentor or anything and uh sarah and i just kind of <laughs> figured it out on our own um and was a little it was a little risky i'd say just try, <clears throat> trying it out on my own um because because you're just depending on yourself like <laughs> in your little research that i did and um it wasn't about it was about 6 or 6 or 7 months into climbing where I went outside for the first time.
0: Very cool. And what were people's reactions? I mean, when I go to a climbing gym, there's one uh, the, the REI in Eugene. I go up there a lot for for hiking and I go to the REI mm-hmm. there and there's a climbing gym right by there. I go in. It's a lot of people who aren't my size.
1: Yeah, uh, and yeah.
0: they're very, very fit, ripped abs, you know, oh, yeah. ripped arms, and you're just like, this isn't for me. And I'm already, you know, already feeling kind of out on the outside as a hiker, you know, and that's obviously changing, especially in in the Oregon area with with people like like Jenny Russo and and like mm-hmm. hikers who are really pushing the boundaries on that. But it's like mm-hmm. this it doesn't feel like I belong there. How is that for you? And how were people's reactions when you walk into a climbing gym um, being a bigger guy?
1: Yeah, so it i I would definitely get some stairs um and i I say that's okay um it is it is kind of weird to see a dude that's 270 pounds like like climbing a wall um it's just something not seen and that's why i started my instagram was i wanted a place to post my climbing i liked watching myself do this sport um and i didn't really see anybody else posting that were my size except for My friend, Jeremy Arntz, who does Sleepy Climber Pete Instagram. But so I I wanted to find a community and that's why I started posting online and it's it's become what it is, you know, Um, and that's totally cool. And I I love it to death and I'm getting to be creative on there. But in the gym, um, definitely some stairs and definitely like. Not never any hate or anything or never any like never any words said to me it was just like oh look and then also found that people were really positive and really encouraging and it's weird i still get that today um some people think i'm a beginner because of my size which is weird um and they'll like give me um advice while i'm climbing and I have to be like, yeah, I've, I've been doing this for like two and a half years. Like, I, know, I know how this <laughs> cause, like, I'm, I mean, yeah, it's just the grades I climb are lower grades and I climb more for fun than anything. So, um, I just gotta be like, yeah, I've, I've been doing this thing, what, but thanks for the encouragement and the advice and stuff. Um,
0: so you talked about your Instagram, about how you didn't really see a whole lot of people like yourself out there. So you started this Instagram and I know before you said you were inspired to start climbing when you saw free solo. I mean, free solo has inspired so many people to climb, to get into the outdoors, to be It's inspired me as a, as a filmmaker to, just how to film the outdoors it's just Mm -hmm. i watch that film on disney plus over and over and over again just because it's just like it's amazing i can't get enough of it i can't find something to watch it's like my go-to comfort food yeah i go watch i watch free solo
1: they pulled off a lot in that movie whether whether it's like the actual climbing versus the filmmaking versus timing and yeah
0: Oh, now that, that last part where it gets to the boulder problem, I still get tense and anxiety yeah. every time. I'm like, I know he's gonna make it, but it's every yeah. time. So, but you, you started this Instagram, and it's it's blown up. You have over twenty thousand followers. Uh huh. What was that like going from someone you're just you're climbing, <laughs> and you start this Instagram, and all of a sudden I mean, you, have, yeah. you have sponsors now who are supporting yeah. you in doing this. How yeah. what's that like? <laughs>
1: Um, I don't know man like I always I made sure I was true to myself on it, um whether it's showing my struggles or showing my irritations or showing the good moments, showing the bad um being vulnerable, talking about being my size um It's kind of what's led to what it is now, and I didn't realize when I started that I would have a voice in this community um and it's kind of that's how it's kind of grown is people people just like watching normal people do things i think um just because we're i mean i'm not an elite athlete but i'm kind of out there doing the same thing that uh they would be doing as far as just being out and about all the time and i don't know it's it's weird i didn't and the the sponsorship stuff's amazing. I'm grateful for all my sponsors, and I get to be on those teams with those elite athletes. And what I've learned about the climbing community is we can always talk about climbing. It doesn't have to be about grades or how hard something is. If we're out doing the thing, we're all stoked and we're all happy that we're in this community together climbing. Um, and that's one of the things I learned early on was, was it doesn't, in the outdoor community, the grades don't matter um or how hard something is doesn't matter it it's it has to do with um just being there showing up you know um but that's my favorite part of the community is like we can talk I can talk climbing all day with someone if they're a pro if they're not if whatever um that's the best part of it and through instagram i've I've met so many other voices out there and people that struggle with their bodies and people that, um, are encouraged to go climbing. And it, that's been amazing is building that community. Cause I know like anywhere in the U.S. I can go and stay at someone's like yard or house or camp there. Like, cause they're I have this community now of people to talk to and hit up. So that, that's also a great part of it.
0: One thing I love about your Instagram is you have you have been very vulnerable and you've been very open about your mental health and yeah. about going to going to therapy and seeing a counselor and how important that is. Um how has being in the outdoors and climbing not that it ever takes the place of going to a therapist or if you need to take medication taking medication mm-hmm. but um I go to a therapist it's important um yeah. but how how does being in the outdoors and climbing and just being out in nature how has that positively affected your mental health?
1: Uh, yeah. So I work in mental health as a case manager and it's kind of a, a known fact. I learned it in social work one-on-one that you need to take care of yourself. You need to have a hobby um, or you need to have something outside of work because you deal with heavy stuff all day. Um, and in the past i haven't had that i haven't had like an outlet um i would have a sort of an outlet but it wasn't like getting out like get going outside is um and going outside helps you move it helps you kind of process stuff easier like like i said earlier you breathe different like you're moving your body you're you're walking on what on the planet you live in. That's weird to think about, but it's like this is where we're at and we're if we're out out in nature, we're out in it of what uh or where where we're from, you know. Um that's the coolest part, I think. So like climbing is my self-care, um camping, that kind of thing. Cuz you got you got to take care of yourself and you know alongside my my therapy that I do. Um it's super beneficial.
0: Um, i couldn't imagine how difficult it is my wife and i did foster care for, for several years we adopted kids from foster care and you just you gave me mm-hmm. some so, so i couldn't i couldn't imagine what social workers have to go through some pretty just amazingly dark stuff yeah I, I, was
1: like, a, I was a foster care worker for a little bit and also worked with uh, children in foster care so um yeah i've all been i've been in it i've been in it for almost nine years now so um, oh,
0: bless you bless you sir
1: wow it's, it's it's all good it's it's my life life's calling i guess as far as a, a as a job goes um but now i got a little second <laughs> second job of climbing and the outdoors so that's been awesome too
0: so what what is the like the future hold for for that goes because you're 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 your education's in social work, you're a social worker, yet you've, you've begun to create this, this little second career um, in in the outdoor industry. And you've been discovered by not just climbers like myself being an avid hiker, you know, I discovered you through, through, you know, through Jenny and unlikely hikers. And I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. And you, you're kind of getting a little bit of a reputation and name for yourself in the community. So what, what does the future hold for you? What do you hope, or do you have, I don't you have any idea? I, yeah.
1: um, I don't know if I have an idea. Cause I'm kind of, I'm kind of stuck here in the South where as most of the industry is West. Yeah. Um, we have our own great community down here and um, you know, we're kind of a, kind of a remote community anyway we kind of we know where we're transient for sure like coming in and out of areas so i don't know man i'm 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 sort of in it now a little bit the the industry and i've gotten talked to um outdoor companies and stuff about plus size gear and i don't know i'm i'm always down to test stuff out and give my advice as far as being a fat guy in the outdoors. Um so that might be like something along those lines, like consulting, which I already have sort of done. Um I don't know. It's I think the more the sport grows of climbing, the more people want to try it. And it seems like I've seen a lot more round people in the gym lately. So that's been awesome. It's like people are doing this thing and uh, I didn't realize I would have a space in the outdoor industry, but like, I started carving my own path a little bit, and people started to notice. So that's been awesome.
0: So what's happened? Like you have been a little bit of a trailblazer, and we have you know companies, big companies, um, like you know Outdoor Research and Columbia, you know, beginning to to roll out mm-hmm. some major initiatives for for plus size guys and and gals and everyone else. Well, do you think that's Good for the industry. I mean, of course, it's good for us. But is it, is it is it just pandering? Is it just a phase, or is this going to be something that 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 lasts? You think?
1: I don't. I think the more or or like culture is changing around being who you want to be. I think if you want to go be a hiker, you can go be a hiker, and I think like you you should have that gear that goes along with it. Like, we're I'm all for going to. I'm all for following what you want to do in your life so i think the more i don't think they're pandering um they see a need they see a need for it because people are doing this they they want to do this sport either climbing or hiking or whatever outdoor recreation you want to do um it's a there's a need out there because the people i've talked to they would say like they run out of their plus sizes quicker than anything yeah. Um. That's either because they make less of it, or because more. It's more demand. Um. Like for years, I had to wear like Walmart clothes and stuff. <laughs> yeah, um. It's... I mean, my first little bit of gear, it was it was like Walmart pants, and to climb in, or just a regular old shirt. You know, because you want to like if you get into something, you want to you want to look the part. You don't want to yep. look different. Um. You want to try to fit in. Even though I, I might stand out a little bit because of my size, I still want to, you know, look and be comfortable in the sport I'm doing. And I think companies are seeing a need for it, and that's why it's going to slowly change. I know it takes a while to to change stuff. Like, I've, the people I've talked to have been like, yeah, it's like takes three years to develop clothing and stuff. Yeah. It's, a, it's like a two- or three-year process to get a piece of clothing we don't think about those things like, Oh, they could just add a size, but if you're doing technical gear and you want to be safe and Uh make the coat actually, you know, warm or the pants durable, like that stuff takes a while. Um, and that's just something that also needs to be said is like, this stuff takes a while to get going. I mean, I mean, I'm, I've been pushing for two years now on this sport and, um, I don't know how much progress I've made, but I'm still doing it. You know, it's not like everything's been changed overnight. Just, it takes mm. a while to get this stuff going.
0: So, talk a little bit about the plus size community online. We we've definitely uh, plus size outdoor community online. We've definitely grown. Yeah, we're out a lot of a lot of leaders out there. A lot of people, you know, put put themselves out there. Um, what do you what what do you think that came about? Where you know. People like you, myself, and and Bennett and and Jenny and and Ash uh-huh. are just like we're here. We're taking up this space. Pay attention to us. Why do you think that, that that's begun to really resonate during this time? And what do you think the future for that is?
1: I don't know, man. Um, I think I mean people people who are who are not even like a big person want feels like they can't do the like an outdoor recreational sport or something. Um, Like people think hiking is, I mean, hiking is hard, but like they feel like they can't do it just because of their size. So when people start speaking up about it and people, and people see people speaking up about it, it makes them feel better about themselves. And, and I think like the leaders in this plus size outdoor world, um are just being able to amplify their voices a little louder than um than others and that's helping the others realize they can do this thing too um, um i don't know it's it's interesting to think about like why it feels like there's a there's a movement starting but i think it's just the more people get are wanting to get in the sport it has probably to do with people seeing instagram photos. Honestly, like oh i want to go do this thing oh i want to go see these views you know like uh geotag and stuff people want to go do stuff um and that's awesome and it means more people in this sport and it's better for the industry you know Mm -hmm. um i've been told so many times just to lose weight i could fit in some to some pants but that's not what it's about man like my body was built like, the, like I'm a, my whole family is short and squat. Like this is what I look like, <laughs> yep. you know? Um, even if I was to lose a hundred pounds, I'd still be short and squat. Like, it's just how it is. Um, I don't know. it It's awesome to see the little movement, um, that's happening. And like, I didn't know about these people before, I, before social media. And it all helps at all. We, all support each other in whatever way we can um it's just normalizing normal things you know like people want to go do stuff they want to look the part like just just, i don't know just go and do it and (laughs) we're kind of figuring it out for others like i like to say I, i like to go first so other people can go second
0: you know that's awesome I like that yeah it's amazing because I get the same thing it's like oh you know if you know if you uh had issue I have so many issues with packs for backpacking and oh, like yeah. Gregory's put out the, this new line but before people like oh you know if you, you just lose a little weight you wouldn't need the hip belt extender and I'm like you don't understand my whole family is just big I mean I, I, I oh, ran cross yeah. country in high school I was still the biggest guy on the team I was running 10 miles a day my yeah. shoulders are freaking four you know four feet broad no yeah. regular size backpack if you leave i have a skinny little 30 inch waist which i don't not even close mm-hmm. it's not gonna fit me i need a backpack made for my body type and it, just getting people not only in the industry the industry is really trying to figure this out but others in the outdoors to be like oh i don't need to tell them oh they need to lose weight if they need to fit into yeah. this harness or fit into this pack or get in this kind of shirt just let them be them
1: yeah it was funny when i went to aria and got my backpacking backpack it's like a Frankenstein of a backpack because like yeah. pieces were pieces were pulled from other packs and like hip belts were taken off other packs and I don't know what I ended up with but it works. I've <laughs> heard
0: that from so many other plus size backpackers.
1: A, yeah, that's just an REI. Like the the credit to REI for like making it happen. They They're do. having to make it happen. You know? They um, do. Yeah, it's good good for them and I love that pack I got so it works yep
0: i've heard that's fine. i've heard that phrase from, um, from so many other plus size backpackers they frankenstein a pack for me and like that's a common yep. phrase for plus size backpackers and that's the
1: problem people. with like our climbing gear it's pretty you can't really do that it's like pretty straightforward so that's why there's not as much plus size climbing gear out there just because of that fact of safety really
0: yeah so as far as just like f- physical goals, as far as you know, places to climb. What, or are some goals you have, as far as you know, some pitches or, or walls or, or mountains you, you would like to climb? Either you know where you live, or on the west coast, or somewhere around the world.
1: Yeah. So um, I'm actually starting training today for some goals I have in the fall. Um, yeah, I I, I want to do a multi-pitch by the end of the year. Um, hopefully, that's going to happen out in North Carolina um that's kind of that's the kind of closest uh big climbing area as far as multi-pitch climbing and kind of adventurous stuff um so yeah there's a multi-pitch out there It's like a five three five four i want to do um it's still going to take a lot of effort and a lot of training to do so it's kind of where i'm buckling down and looking looking to do it by the end of the year um there's some like local, I go to the uh, Red River Gorge a lot. There's some climbs out there I wanna hit uh, and do. It's more a little bit above my range. I've gotten on some and top roped some and sent some on top rope, but I wanna be able to lead it and I guess do it proper or whatever you wanna call it. I don't know, there's some, a lot of people say if you top rope stuff, you're not doing it proper. Or, it's it's all stupid anyway. Um, climbing is climbing is the way I see it. But for me, I would like to lead it and um, do it. And do it kind of like how I feel I want to do it. Um, so there's that. Yeah, out west, uh, hopefully this doesn't really involve climbing, um, but I want to go out west just to see the national park. So that's a, that's a goal of my wife and I's. Um, Never been out west. Never made it past like Arkansas, <laughs> so I want to go. I want to go out west for sure. I've never seen those sites you know. I've never never been to California or those. I Hope to hit Yosemite and oh yeah, big Gorgeous. big climbing big 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 climbing me- mega goal is to climb Half Dome. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's a route along the side of it that yep. it's like 800 feet
0: that's a hiking goal so, for me because I want to hike the curbside
1: <laughs> oh you want to go yeah you want to go um put the what you call it the
0: north face area
1: yeah the rails or whatever mm-hmm. chains or I forgot what they call them. um yeah that that route kind of that's the down climb is those those uh Whew. chains <laughs> it's a it's a big epic so that's yeah. going to be a couple years or so I don't know it's a goal
0: very nice well, if people wanted to follow you online or follow your journey, Drew, where would they go?
1: Uh, just at Drew Climbs Walls on Instagram. That's kind of my only place I post. Uh, I don't have a YouTube or anything like that, but I, I post. I try to post daily videos, um, depending on the week. If I'm been out on a weekend, that might. Com- those videos might be picture, pictures or videos from that weekend that kind of thing so that's where all my my stuff is is drew climbs walls and i'll probably be at some events around the southeast um either out climbing or um talking or just hanging out with a couple of my sponsors so yeah i'm excited for all that
0: very cool drew thank you so much for coming on and if you're ever out west Let me know. I'd love to hang out, whether it's California, Oregon. Um so much I'm all my family lives in Las Vegas. Is there's ever time you're in Vegas, a lot of good climbing out in Red Rock there. Yep, yep. Hit me up and uh, I'll be I'll I'll take a plane down there. So thank you so much for coming on. That'd be rad. Big thank you to Drew for coming on the show and talking with me. Guys, make sure you check out everything he's doing. He is making waves in the outdoor industry. Uh, he was just recently in Climber Magazine. Um, my goodness, like, I just, I, I'm amazed at just how many people are, are you know, it, it, I put on my Instagram earlier today, it, being a, a person who, like, my, being a person myself who, in society isn't is told you don't look the way you're supposed to look you to do this or that or whatever and a lot of us are just like basically screw it we're gonna put ourselves out there and we're gonna go do these things and we're gonna go be on the advertisements we're gonna go put ourselves out there and we want to be in the outdoors because we've discovered the amazing benefits and how much fun it is and how much we love doing it and you know what I get critique all the time for it. Like you're advocating this and that bad thing and unhealthy. And it's like, no, I'm not I'm advocating getting out there and, and being you and being who you are and, and body positivity and being healthy by being in the outdoors and exercising. And yeah. So, um, Drew, thank you for coming on the show. You have been a huge encouragement to me and to so many and everybody make sure you follow Drew on the Instagrams. Link will be in the description of this episode. Also, when you're in the description of this episode, buy some trekking poles from Kanaka Outdoors. Go ahead and also enter in for another chance to win a year supply of coffee from CS Instant Coffee. Just buy coffee, use the promo code HIKERPODCAST to get 10% off and you're automatically entered to win. What can go wrong? you get coffee either way so um and also check out the patreon if you want to get a hold of me go to hikerpodcast.com all the links are there you can follow me on instagram at Andy Films Hikes. you can email me andy at hikerpodcast.com i have i currently have a backlog of emails i was out of town last week for a shoot and uh, they stacked up so my apologies i'll get to them for all of you who i met at pct days this last week um so amazing to meet you thank you for 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 like coming up and talking to me I, that was just really cool i only get to be there for a few hours so uh, a lot of cool things happening thanks to you all who were listening and who um who reach out and who encourage me and uh, make this podcast a success so uh we're getting into the end of summer i am super excited for fall to be here the we're getting kind of in the dangerous time of fire season so just remember as you're out there you're camping you're hiking be fire safe um don't take any chances rather be safe than sorry um yeah, and just really get ready for this fall when it's cooler and the rain comes I, I never thought... I, I told my wife the other day, I'm a three-season hiker now. Fall, winter, and spring. Because it's just so dang hot and smoky and fiery where I'm at that you just can't go much hiking. Like... All of July and August is going a wash for me. It's really it's been on a few hikes, but I got more hiking done in January of last year than I did this year. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. I'm just, com- I'm, I'm, I'm whining. I'm, I'm complaining. Uh, thank you all for just being so cool to me. Make sure you follow me in all the various social media networks. You listen to our backlog, our, our, uh, our other shows on this feed. And uh, yeah, if you could also, whatever you're listening to this to, if you could leave a review and a, and, and a rating, that really helps us out five star review and a rating let us know what you like it does help out the show there are the trolls out there the people are like you're fat andy you shouldn't be advocating that kind of stuff like i will forget you um and they like to leave comments and i have to go to apple and be like hey this is derogatory and they have to get down but the, the comments come down but the rating stays up and it's complicated and weird anyways guys thank you so much uh like subscribe this is not youtube but i keep doing that I need to hurry up and get my YouTube channel up. It's up, it's ready. I just haven't really advertised it. There's already one video up there. If you can find it, you gotta find it first. Anyways, guys, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Hiker Podcast.
1: May I never be found.